Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. What's up, everybody? God bless you, and welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, John Ryan Cantu. This is a show that brings you leadership tips from ministry, business leaders, entrepreneurs, people who have been where you are, uh, people who have been where you're wanting to go. We bring them in for some really good conversations and we just get some insight from them, some advice from them, and uh, we learn from their, their stories. Today, I'm super excited to bring you this conversation with two of my really good and longtime friends. Uh, they've both been on the show before, just really great guys doing awesome things. Uh, this episode is probably gonna go down as one of my favorites, just because I think that the conversation is, is so timely um, as we look into the future and what the church of tomorrow looks like. You know, every generation brings change, um, and, and we're living in the digital age, which means that change happens a lot faster uh, and, and a lot more drastically than perhaps it did before. This year alone has done a lot just in the way that we gather, you know, not, not, just, as in, uh, not just as churches, but as a whole. And so, of course, our conversation today will stay kind of in the lane of, of the church um, and how we as leaders can prepare for a, a uh, continued thriving church, because that's what we want to do all the time, right? We want to thrive. We want to we lead thriving ministries. We want to present uh, the true message that is the gospel, you know, even if it's done in a way that's different than the way that we used to do it. Uh, today, my, my guests are Abraham Guajardo and Elzar uh, Rodriguez. Abraham, or AB as I call him, uh, he's been a youth pastor at Encourager Church here in the Houston area for, for some time now. Uh, he was on episode three, which was entitled Small Church Problems. That was the very first show that I ever recorded um, and uh, with, uh, with Milton. Uh, also as a kind of as a co-guest and it was a really cool conversation i released it uh, as the third show so if you haven't checked it out please check it out um it, it was a really good conversation and then elazar he is the creative pastor at vida or life city church here in houston uh his his dad has pastored that church for many years and elazar has definitely helped him in in many areas predominantly in the in the creative and visual space he's super talented and just a really great guy he was he was on the show a few episodes back as we talked. Uh, we, we talked to him and his dad about reopening churches. We did a, a, a Facebook Live interview, which was really cool and uh, insightful. So um, you'll notice that today there's really no formal introductions on the show. Um, you know, when they walked into the studio, because we actually record recorded this in the studio, I just hit record and we just kind of let the conversation you know, carry itself. I wanted it to kind of feel a little bit more raw, authentic, and uh, kind of just happen organically. So I do hope that you enjoy the show. Please, please, if you do, uh, leave a rating or a review. That would mean a great deal to me. And um, you definitely, you know, help help get the word out um, uh, about this show. So without any more delay, let's get into today's conversation. Thank you for being here. Y'all are like the first, um, y'all are definitely the first in-person interview all year. Oh, for real? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, ta- man, I haven't talked to anybody face-to-face, man. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virtual and, and, and phone call. And I never, I never realized how much I appreciate or valued in-person 
you yeah, know, well, face yeah. to face. I'm, that's coming from an introvert, bro. Like naturally, I like my space. Mm-hmm. You know, after church on Sunday, I'm like, bro, yeah. nobody bother me for the rest of the day unless like someone's dying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let, me, let me go home because I, yeah. I, I like to recharge alone. But the past few months, it's like, man, you can't get a proper conversation with the screen. It's just not the same. It's not. Yeah. You, you get, Steven Furtick said he's very introverted, which yeah. is like you wouldn't expect yeah, you wouldn't that. Think it, right? right. He's like, if I don't have to hug another person again. I'll be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, but you're seeing the value of relationship too, mm-hmm. because I was telling somebody this the other day. We always thought may, maybe the digital like era will replace, you know, the physical gathering. Right. We right. did think that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it won't be as much gatherings. We already had thought about it, but we never did it. Now that it's happening, we're like, no, it could never replace human touch. Yeah. It mm-hmm. could never mm-hmm. replace. Absolutely, cannot replace the principles like. The way Jesus ministered, right? It was all right. touch, preaching to people. Yeah. People touched him to be healed. Yeah. Like, imagine if it was through Zoom. Like, there's no, there's yeah. no connection there. So I feel like we, we can't replace it ever. Yeah. And for my generation, we learned that in this time. Right. right? And, so and me personally, there. one of my favorite days of the week is Sunday because I get to work with my guys on the yeah. production, just see them. And then even after church, even if it's mm-hmm. talking for five minutes, bro, how's everything, man? It just, just being there physically outside it's just it just yeah. it's so much more than just either text or like you said yeah zoom yeah I, I don't mean to to reference this guy but um there, i'll just say that there's a famous podcaster okay um who who was talking about this is he like the, the most famous he's one? like the most famous I know one exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but man he, he said it and it's <laughs> it's so true man he said i mean our our generation is is learning how to communicate via a way that we weren't designed to we weren't designed know? to exactly right yeah you can't you can't get the same you can't get the same um type of conversation out of a out of a facebook post mm-hmm. out of commenting and mm-hmm. that's that's how billions of people all around the world are communicating via facebook you know comments and yes. and, and, and retweets and all that stuff yep, you can't yep, yep. you don't get social cues you don't get body language you don't right. get a whole bunch of things that that are necessary to a good conversation yeah. so we're not having good conversations right, right now right now the world is just talking over each other yeah. you know and just just uh speaking to be heard instead of to to actually listen actually listen that's it yeah man that's so powerful good. what you said like double taps to like an image or like a post doesn't really say much of that's not a conversation that's just double yeah. tap no dude i was open to it i'm telling you like in my mind i'm like yeah like gatherings won't be a thing like the idea was behind my head even though i'm like in the middle i feel like mm-hmm. i'm not mm-hmm. too young i'm not too old but now now that we're seeing it we're like oh heck no even for the introverts like you said yeah like, yeah, dude, yeah we need right. each other bro we do bro there's power in it um, yeah, so everything that we're kind of talking about now is kind of what we'll get into here in the in the conversation. First, I, I did want to ask you, because mm-hmm. um, you're, you're having a conference tomorrow, right? Like yeah. a youth conference? Yeah, what yeah. is it? Collab? Collab, yeah. 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 Well, so it's tomorrow, which is going to be, tomorrow's going to be after. <laughs> the, um, when are you releasing this? Out. This is going to probably be in two weeks. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so it'll okay, be, okay. yeah. But so, so you can say, we just had. We, yeah, you just had. <laughs> Um, but do you do this like annually? You do that every year? No. I, was, I can share like once we start if you want how yeah, it even no, came about. Tell, tell me. Yeah, well, I mean, really, it was a buddy of mine calling me. He's a church planner in San Antonio. And he's like, Abe, I know you're working with youth. Can you do a Zoom call with him? Can you talk to them? And I was just like, yeah, I can if you want me to. He's like, yeah, just preach to them, you know. And I was just like, you know what, man? Our kids have been asking for more than just. We actually started gathering again Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. our youth group. Social distancing, all that, all that jazz. But uh, he said, hey, what if we just disciplined together? Then it went from together to what about the guy in Miami? What about the guy in L.A.? What about the guy in New York? What about? 
So we just thought about connecting the corners of the United States and kind of having this collab, which is going to happen. Oh, okay. So that's how it all came about. But it was through him asking me to do a Zoom call with his youth. Okay. I'm like, if we're going to put effort in me preaching to them and creating something, why don't we just do something all together? Yeah. So yeah. those guys are actually flying in today. Okay. They're flying in today, nice. and uh, they're gonna we're gonna pre-record everything, and everything's gonna be online. That's that's tight. So that's tight. Um, yeah. You're speaking too at that, no? No, I did more of the production side. I did the, yeah. the projection on the mural and just some of the creative stuff. Yeah, we call him for anything creative so, for sure. And uh, going alongside Ricky. We're hoping it's one of many. Yeah. We're hoping it's it's a yeah. conversation to what the future is going to look like, which yeah. is collaboration, right? right? We're better together. We really are. How, yeah. Why do we have to focus on a Sunday morning and in a building? We obviously, we're in a building right now that's not being used. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. building was never the concept. Right. For us, it was like mm-hmm. my concept, my kingdom, my building, right, I built right, it, right, right. I worked. We're like, oh, actually, no, we need each other. Yes. That's the future. It's going to yeah. be unity. Yeah, so that's why we're starting the conversation. Okay. Yeah. That's good because yeah. you take that away, take the building away. What do you have? Yeah, what do you have? Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and that's, okay, so that's the, the conversation, right, uh, today. The reason I want to talk to you guys is because y'all are both very involved in in the young generation church, right, which is, that's that's tomorrow's church. Yeah. That, that's the future church. Um, y'all probably remember when we were when we were younger, going to conferences, going to conventions, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the minister would always say, you guys are tomorrow's church, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And and that tomorrow is today, right? Yes, we're, yes. we're here, we're living it. So good. Um, millennials, which is our generation, we've already taken over places of leadership, not just in church, but like in business, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. You got business executives and CEOs, and uh, we're seeing a lot of politicians yeah. our age, you know? And so the direction our generation is taking, um, our world, you can you can definitely see it. Um, it's pretty visible. Yeah. Um, and I I think that we're pretty different. Uh, we're pretty different in America, just in general, than we were ten years ago, Absolutely. fifteen years ago. It's changed right? so much. Um, yeah. And so when I think about all that, when I think of, of this, like on a macro level, I I uh, tend to think about what effects it's going to have on the future church, which is you know the topic of of today. Mm-hmm. I have two little girls. Um, one is going to be five in October. Uh, the other one is about to be six months. I mean, how differently is the church going to look when they're when they're my age? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. are they going to do it? Are they going to do church differently? Will they go to church? You know, mm-hmm. because right now that's kind of that can be up in the air. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and and so another question that I'm I've been kind of asking myself: what do what does that do to like the sacred traditions that? Even even us, even us as millennials, mm-hmm. the least traditional mm-hmm. generation, right. uh, still practice because we we still do practice going to church. I've mm-hmm. gone yes. to church, you know, mm-hmm. my sure. entire life. So there's a lot of questions that I'm that I'm kind of thinking about, and, and I wanted to ask you guys because I think y'all would y'all would represent that generation pretty well. So yeah, just to kind of kick it off, um, I've been asking this question just kind of casually to a few people. Um, do you think that that the, the the 2020, this year that we're living in now, which is one of the craziest that we've probably been a part of in, in a while, do you think that it's going to have long-term effects on, on the church? And um, mm-hmm. I'll ask, I guess yeah. we, can, we can start with you, Abe. Absolutely. Okay. It, it will have long-term effects. I think more than anything, first of all, thank you for having us on this. It's incredible yes. that you invited thank us you. to this conversation yes. with you. It's yes, beautiful. Thank you. But um, one thing for me that I've been realizing and noticing is that we are seeing who actually was focused on foundation. Mm-hmm. Not on a building, not on anything that they were building themselves, like we were just talking about before we started recording this. But I think that foundation is important. And I'll tell you this, and I ripped it from my friend because he just told me this the other day. 
but he said, Abe, you talked about generations combining and we're the next generation and you're the next generation. We always heard, we're going to pass the baton. We're going to pass this to you. We're going to pass it. We always heard that, right? Right now we're in the moment of stepping into these places and some leaders are still actually active in there and they're not moving like Eliezer's uh, father, right? Incredible leader, very yeah. up to date, very ahead of his time. Now we're seeing those that had foundation that are running the race with us. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily passing the baton. And when I think about it, so I'm a basketball dude, right? So mm-hmm. LeBron James, he's 35 years old. People don't know that. The dude can outrun an 18-year-old. He outworks him. He out everything them, right? So now it's looking like we're actually working together. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is what I feel like in this time, we've seen a LeBron James, like a 35-year-old, in your case, whoever you are, if you're listening, and your leader is a little bit older than you, they're not necessarily out yet because they had a, such a good foundation. They worked mm-hmm. on their foundation. Uh, their stamina is great. They can go further because their 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 end goal wasn't for their kingdom. Mm-hmm. It was for God's mm-hmm. kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the future of the church is going to be very us actually being able to go a long longer time than we expected mm-hmm. because we always heard pass the baton, move it on, da, 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 do it. Right. And I get it. There's seasons. There's times. But I really feel like we're getting it better we're getting better at a lot of things yeah. that we're going to be able to do ministry we're mm-hmm. going to be able to do organizations businesses whatever it is whoever you're listening we're going to be able to do them better and there's going to be more longevity because it's authentic it's like what are we really good at you know what can we do together so that's my analogy just lebron james has not retired yet he's supposed to yeah but his, he worked on his foundation at 16 17 he can go another four or five years and still be good mm-hmm. and he's still there you know on the same team with the people not yeah. necessarily passing the baton working together yes so i'll end it with this and then eddie's could go but the 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 future is going to look like us working together yes. not separately yes. not passing batons it's like let's just work this out for long time yeah so. yeah so to compare and contrast what he's saying um if you take away the pandemic i think it would still be that's how the future would be and it's really interesting to think that you have i won't call it a year but let's just say you have one year of a pandemic that'll hit our nation mm. will definitely change the whole culture of what church would look like. And that, mm. that's just crazy. So I think the future for, I guess for us is depending on how we make and how we set the foundation, how we work together, yeah. how we create the, the new standard for church now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for our kids, uh, I know my son is two years old. He does not know what's going on. He's just he's just living life the way we present it to him as a parent. Yeah. Um, but what he does notice is that we're not. He would he would like to go into the altar and kind of jump around during the praise and worship. He's not experiencing that anymore. Sure. So that now is taken away from him. He knows that oh, church, church, church. Right. He wants to go to church. Now we're doing drive-ins. So we set up the little drum set outside, and he just bangs away. So that right now is church. So. Yeah. Uh, I will say that probably anything that I say is probably subject to change by how everything is turning around. Sure. But the way I see it now is um, it just depends on how we create it, how we set the foundation and the standard for the church. And I think it all goes back down to not just how we're taught, but what we're teaching and what we're learning right now. Like what is the church right now? Right. Right. So if we don't have a foundation of what church is or what Jesus wanted the church to be, then our idea for church is a building and then that's just going to fade away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I I see, I mean, everything that y'all are saying is, is spot on. One of the dangers that I see, um, and, and we're, this is we're, we're taking out like the, the church leaders and the ministers out of the equation, yeah. is if there's a lot of people, for example, 
staying home and and this is kind of the new normal they're not coming they're not coming to church they're watching online they're they're they're, they're doing church a different way yeah, yeah. um our, our our kids are are not going to see their parents going to church mm. right so there's going to be something there yeah that's scary that there's, there's something there that mm-hmm. is going to it might affect them because i i, I told my wife a couple weeks ago because my, my daughters hadn't been to church in forever uh, sure. my wife works a lot of sundays so i'll and i'm busy sundays here I'll, I'll drop off my um, my kids at the uh, at La Suegra, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they have, they have they have they have been this. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, but my wife has been off the, the last couple of weekends, and you know I told her I, I want them to come to church. Even right now, we're not we don't have anything for kids right now. The the kids ministry is still like via Zoom, and they're doing their sure. classes like that. But um, I, I told her, I know that there's really nothing that she's go- going to get out of the message. Right. Um, right. Because she's five years old yeah. and, and, and five months old. Right. 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 Um, but I want them to see their parents coming to church. Yes, I want them to I want them to see that we worship. Routine. Yes. Yes. And so power in that. And so when when we have a generation that might shift away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that puts a lot of responsibility on, on the parents. Yes. Right. Because now the parents are going to have to really be. You know the, the church, the church, and the priests of their home. Right. Uh, where before it was like, oh, you have a question? Wow, let's go. To, let's go to the pastor. We're going to yeah, ask yeah, him. Let's right? rely on mm-hmm. the building. Right? Yeah, and yeah. The people hey, teaching hey, the building. Ask, ask the pastor that question. I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and this is different. So now there's a lot more responsibility on on the parents. Sheesh. And so the danger is if they don't take up that responsibility, mm-hmm. well, then there's a whole lost generation there. there is, yes, yes, yeah. right? yes. I mean, do, do y'all see that as a as an Man, issue? That's, that? that sounds. Um, Horrible. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I don't want to so be horrible. so cynical, but you know, yeah, but, me neither. And just because we grew up with could be facts. Yeah, yeah just experimenting. I mean, experiencing uh, extremism in so many ways, right? Yeah. Emotional. But we actually have seen the value in that. For me personally, I'm always going to talk from a personal level. Watching mom and dad lift their hands in worship, being in an atmosphere that was lifting the name mm-hmm, of Jesus, mm-hmm. there was power in that. Yeah. Even though I didn't understand it mm-hmm. at the time my heart would shift and change even though preachings long sermons were boring yes at the end of the day i would go home and i felt peace right 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 i didn't realize that there was effect in the atmosphere it needed to happen so for me you know it's scary to think that there wouldn't be something like that because yes for some of us that are leaders yeah we're going to take it home we're going to be the church to our home right but what about the ones that don't have that Mm -hmm. we need it my parents were early believers you know Mm -hmm. at one point and they needed the church right. to come into a place and just, come on, kids. I don't know how to answer your questions, but let's go to the church to be able to figure this out together as a family. Uh, so it's scary to think about if we do have a generation that doesn't grow up with that because we definitely, right. definitely need. There's power in gathering. There's yeah. power in unity. Yes, yes, I don't care if it's on Zoom or wherever it is, but in the in-person gathering, right. there's nothing like it. Right. There really isn't. There's That's biblical, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I agree to that. Absolutely. Um, and then I have to ask myself the question, whenever I take any question is, am I going to base my answer on one pandemic that might last a year and a half compared to the entire lifetime of me building something back up again to sure. where, so I think about it like if I was young, you know, obviously I was raised in church. If my parents didn't go to church for one year for whatever reason, I don't, but then I, got, I don't know because I never experienced it. I don't think it would have affected me that much to where I won't be at church today because of that. Now, if it was after the pandemic that the parents didn't step it up in trying to get their kids hmm. to church, then yeah. that's when it's like, okay, that's when it messed up. But um, that's what I have to think about. But it's going to hit every, I want, I'll say every generation or every 
certain year old different because only they know what they experience. Like your daughter six, uh, four, 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 four. Five, sorry, yeah. four. So four, she's experienced more church than my son, who's two. Mm-hmm. So she's seen a lot more. So she is missing a lot more than than my son. Right. So versus like maybe say an eight year old who's been at church for right. their life, they're missing a lot more. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about consistency. My parents weren't perfect, but they were consistent. Yes. Yeah. Church, 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 church. We believe in God. We stand for God. We believe he's the truth. We believe he sent his son, Jesus. Right. Truth, truth, truth. Yes. We don't do that. How I messed up today, but we don't do that. That's not what we live for. We live for what God called us to do, which is to be men of integrity, women of integrity. Consistency, consistency, consistency. 30 years of that, now I can stand here today and be so bold about it because it was example for me. Yeah. I learned how to have a relationship with God, investigate for myself what right. I believe about scripture, but it all started with their consistency. Yes. So that's imagine, good. Good. I mean, I agree with you that I don't think a year could, can't affect it, mm-hmm. but you know, I would, I would like to think that it wouldn't, but what if it did? Yeah. I can imagine yeah, mom and dad absolutely saying, well, we're new believers. We stopped gathering out of church yes. for a year. Now we're just watching online. Yeah. And then that Me becomes their norm. Yeah. ADD, Abe, <laughs> yeah. I'm a disconnect, bro. Right, right. I'm right. out of here. Yes. You know, yes. like, so, but now looking at my life, I'm like, man, my found, a lot of my foundation was because of their consistency to say, right. not everything is going well today. We actually just got in an argument, but we're going to the house of God. Right, we're going right. to church. Right. There's right. power in that. No, yeah, absolutely. A year can definitely change. For me, whole, it could have. I'm, just, no, no, I'm thinking it, about myself, you know, right. like. But it can. It actually can. It could change the whole uh, dynamics of a family. Yeah, it's, yeah. Changing anything in 30 days could change the whole dynamics in something. So, absolutely. And so, so going back to the different years, like your daughter's missing something more than my son. Mm-hmm. Then you have a six-month-year-old who's probably only, I don't know, missing a bottle at church. Mm-hmm. They're, they're experience in church hasn't really started yet so it's going to affect everybody differently but again i just think it's just how we're going to respond to it as pastors leaders Mm -hmm. as husbands to continue to say hey you know whenever a chance we do get that we feel is safe for our family let's pursue god in in going to the church and gathering with the body right yeah yeah i mean and yeah i I know everyone's gonna you know experience it differently and they'll kind of bounce back some of them will have a an easy time you know bouncing back because it's all it's all they did you know mm-hmm. uh, it, it's easy to revert back to the default when your default has been like that for for me 30 years right mm-hmm. um, but for someone who you know maybe they're they uh, they just started coming to church well, they might say well this is you know this is this is I've been a part of this more now in my Christian life than I have right. um, you know going to church and, and so that's yeah that's a whole different experience it, yeah it is and, and so I, that's why i asked a question from like a macro level like you know generationally speaking yes. is this going to affect because yeah i mean think about it before this pandemic there was new believers yeah there was people that started to come to yes. the house mm-hmm. of god mm-hmm. that started experimenting what it looked like to have a life full of faith mm-hmm. and then boom mm. So what did that do for their walk? Yes. I didn't even think about that. Yes. I mean, right. just thinking my parents before me, because right, I've never right. noticed my parents being saved. Right, but before right. me, what if at the first year that they got saved in 19, I don't know when that was, in the 1900s, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, if my mom's watching, I'm sorry, or hearing, but, <laughs> but seriously, I mean, think about that. It's affected them. They probably said, well, maybe I didn't eat church. Yeah, wow. You know, the, that's scary to think well, about. Well, so as a pastor, that's that's one of the things that, and it took me a while to, to, to think about it. But, you know, about a month into it, I started thinking, because 
I got a, I got a message from one of the new families that that was attending our church, and he said, "Hey, wow. Pastor, when uh, when when is church going to be? When can I come back to church?" And right there, that I mean, I, I just my, like my eyes were open because these aren't people that perhaps are not comfortable watching online. Maybe it's a different. Maybe mm-hmm. the church. The church to non-believers is like a nurturing mother, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you take away the mother, how, how are they going to survive? Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, a lot of times they need that accountability. They, they need that, one, you know, one-on-one mm-hmm. interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to be able to see other people in the room, right. you know, worshiping because that does something for, for their spirit. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. I think that's going to be the highlight of this yeah. Yeah. podcast. It's like a nurturing mother. I mean, yeah. how do you feed through a, through a screen? Yes. Yeah. How do you, you just watch a nurturing mother? I'm out of here, guys. I'll see you guys on the next leading <laughs> podcast. So, oh, come man. On. Uh, so but, but but yeah, man. So, I mean, that's okay. that's just one of the things that I think about, you know, 10, 15 years from now. Will we get to a point where the church is more virtual than it is physical? Because if, if we think about it, the generation that's our kids, they have not they have not grown up without iPhones. Right. My, my daughter has not grown up without knowing what what YouTube is or, right. or the app store. Right. Th- this is going to be the most technologically driven generation yes. ever. I mean, we're pretty technologically driven, but we 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 caught on to it a little little later on. Mm-hmm. Later on, yeah. This is all they know. Yes. Um, and so that's that's why I wonder, like, will they will that generation prefer to do everything through a screen? You know, um, right, right. I feel like we've already kind of made it easy for 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 that to happen. Um, you know, even before when did this pandemic start here? Like. February, late February, March, something like February, that. February, yeah. We stopped gathering at our church March 15th was like our okay. last mm-hmm. physical, you know, in-person gathering. Yeah, March is, is usually when most churches kind of went online only or online mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before then, we were, you know, we've been online, you know. We, we were always streaming our, our services, um, which which is good because it was easy to kind of pick up, you know, pick that up and, and, and keep going. Um, and even like if you missed a, a, a message on Sunday, uh, we have a podcast, so you can just you can listen to the podcast, right? right so it right. seems like we've made it easy for people to miss church, yeah. You know, um, and and not intentionally. That wasn't our intent. You know, the intent was to 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 bring out the the message of the gospel to more people, right? Right. Um, right. But you know, it's uh, it's kind of like the way I think about it is, um, it's meant to be like leftovers, right? You know, like if you missed if you missed Sunday church. It's all good. There's catch a re- up. Yeah, you yeah, can catch yeah, yeah, yeah. up on online, on Facebook, on YouTube. There's a podcast. You can listen to it, right? Was it meant to replace it? Right. It wasn't, right? No, when the alternative becomes the primary. That's it. You, you know, like when you go to a party or, or you, when you don't go to a party, there's a party there and you can't make it. And it, it sucks. Like all your friends are there. It's everyone's having a good time. Take but, photos, upload them. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but your mom, your mom's always the one to come through. She's okay. like, "Hey, I, I brought you a plate. Yeah. It's in the fridge. Yeah, right. Yeah. Here's the cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a cake. Yeah. And so you get some semblance of of the party. And it's like, oh, thank you, mom. Even though I didn't, you know, see my friends. Even even sure. though I didn't really get the sure. experience of the party, I still get a little taste of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what what was meant to be the leftovers is like like you say, is now replacing. Um, what was supposed to be leftovers, and people are wanting that as their main wow. entree, you know? Wow. And, and so that's, I'm, I'm wondering, do you guys think, like, you know, 10, 15 years from now, we're going we're gonna to shift to a I definitely think we're going to shift. I definitely think, you know, I, I, can, I can speak for myself. Like I said, I can't speak for other people, but 
I'm an old soul, right? So I grew up in the church. I grew up singing. I grew up with three-hour gatherings. I grew up with eating after the three-hour gathering. Yeah. I grew up going to event after event after event, and it was mm-hmm. beautiful. It wasn't hard for me. It wasn't, I hate being at this place. It was beautiful. The sermons were long, and I got tired of it. I, yes, but it was beautiful. Um, I, I longed to come to the house of God. I longed to be in relationship with people. Right, right. We did church outside of a building, which yes. is why I loved it. Yes. But... uh so to think that my kid wouldn't experience the same thing that I right, did right. is crazy. Mm-hmm. However, I don't want to miss the opportunity to make the most out of an online. Mm-hmm. Like of if course. we're not be able to gather, okay, so what are we doing online? Are yes, we just going to yes, yes. fight the cause? Are we going to go against what's actually happening? Because mm-hmm. the truth is none of us could gather a couple months ago right, right, at all. Right, right. Like we were just scared. What's next? Are we going to be able to even meet again? What does it look like? So, you know, I think there has to be a balance in saying, you yes. know what? Okay, we get what's in front of us. We're not going to bow down to it. Yeah. We're going to make the most of it. Yeah. And we're going to be able to look forward mm-hmm. and say, hey, guys, don't get used to this. Yeah. We're going to gather once again, and God's church is going to be stronger Absolutely, than ever. Absolutely, yeah. So, well, I'm a, I'm, I guess I'm a hybrid because you know I grew up very traditional. And then when I took in leadership and I wanted to make a huge change to the church, the first thing I did in our youth room, in our discovery center, was add a huge screen uh, because I noticed that you know, you could, I just noticed that the people, the young people, you know, when you talk to them, you could just talk to them. Even a kid, you talk to them. My son's not going to look at me in the eye for 20 seconds while I talk. He's just going to look around and I have to say, son, look at me. Don't do this, you know. But you put a YouTube video on, he's glued on. Mm-hmm. So I understand the power of, of screens. Yeah, so, I was going to say, not to interrupt you, Elizar, but you invited the perfect contrast to this conversation. Because Elizar's always, I mean, I've known him for years. Yeah, yeah. He's always been ahead. Yes. And I'm gonna let you finish, but I gotta interrupt because I know you're never gonna say this. But this guy has been so ahead of the game that the experience that he would offer that when you would come into the church Mm -hmm. with sound doctrine, with good teachings, but visually, I mean, this guy, seriously, we were talking about it earlier how just the same person that was saying, I don't know, you're too ahead, you're too, you're too online all the time, you're, you're playing games online, and you're doing ministry stuff, mm-hmm. are now reaching out yes. and saying, actually, can you tell me how you did that? Yes. What mics are you using? So right. that's the problem in being behind. Yes. And that now you're trying to catch up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're not, I know you're not going to say it, so that's why I had to say it. Thank you. Uh, so, again, I'm a hybrid because I'm bringing now the screen to the church in a physical place. Uh-huh. And so I, I – and, man, I, well, people are going to take whatever they hear, but um, I don't get my inspirations from church. My biggest inspiration, as a, I guess, as a creative pastor is Walt Disney and Universal Studios. How mm-hmm. are they – impacting people outside of a physical location you know yeah but even no matter how many disney shows come out it's not going to stop somebody from never going to walt disney world and experiencing the atmosphere sure. there yeah, yeah so just like they have that Did pastor eliezer say he was inspired by walt disney oh man well <laughs> i said it so, no but like so again so in that sense of course not theme park and entertainment okay like but what i mean is that what if you could create something where it's beautiful I've, when I've you, experienced when, it with, at your church yeah. it's awesome when you go there you see something so visual but you're there in person it's you beautiful. see you see augmented reality there so it's it's visual but with i'm the physically there of course yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so, I mean, a quick example, like I did the story of creation, lights went off, boom, in our huge screen, we, we, I did the whole creation of somebody talking of like how God created the universe, stuff like that, and I had somebody coming out with the Bible, and as soon as they opened it, it lighted up on their face. It's like a dramatic Ooh, thing. That's incredible, so, man. So you're there physically with people, but you're seeing something virtual as yeah. well. So I, in, in my experience, in my thing, I think the church needs to go a little bit more hybrid in technology and yeah. being physically there like, i enjoy going to you know um walt uh D disney you know because they have their their productions always on point so. right but you know we also have the the shows of their you know so you can experience both yeah and so that's why my experience is a little bit different because i feel like we are able to blend the two of technology and being physically there together i have a question go for it it's not my podcast not dale, dale. <laughs> So, Eliezer, what can we do as a church to have to be open to the future? Because as much as I'm old school and I'd like gathering in person, there is a new in front of yeah. us. There mm -hmm. is something that we have to think ahead. I mean, you are now thinking already above. I've seen your plans for the future and you're just like, I'm like, bro, I don't know about that. But I said that five years ago and now we're living in mm -hmm. how we needed to invest in cameras, mm -hmm. invest in screens. You did mm -hmm. that years ago, mm -hmm. you know. So what are some things, I mean, I mean, is that something that God is just placing you or do you practice that you say, okay, I'm looking at Disney World, I'm looking at this place, I'm looking at Pixar, I'm looking at people to inspire me, and then I combine that with the Word of God and then I present it to the church. Yeah. So, so how, do you, how do you do that? Because I'm sure you get a lot of flack for that. Well, my, my response is gonna be to a leader, okay? So my response is to a leader, not so much a, an attendee because they really don't have a say so how things go on in the church. So as a leader, Okay, three years ago, I was invited to speak uh, on a four-hour four hour session on being creative in Arkansas. I was there, and I told them, you know, this is some of the things. I showed them before and after pictures. Mm -hmm. So they invited all these churches to come, and I remember we did a panel afterwards. One guy raised his hand and said, um, hey, I have a question. So our church doesn't have any TVs and stuff like that. I mean, they were talking about TVs, like actual TVs, television right. screens. Yep. We don't have any of that. We don't think that's necessary. So why are you pushing a TV? Like, does my church really need a TV? Come on. So mm. he questioned it like that. And so I, I gave him an Elazar response and a biblical response. Sure. My Elazar response was, look, if you wanna keep catering to the same people you've been catering to, don't buy a TV. You keep doing what God's called you to do for your generation. But if you ever wanna reach anybody younger and a new generation, you just might wanna purchase purchase a TV with illustrations or sure. something, just because that's where we're headed. Yeah. Biblical response is, Jesus could have done a miracle to somebody, but he grabbed mud, he spit on it, and put it on his eye. He didn't have to do that. It's the method that he used for the healing, for the miracle, for the yeah. breakthrough. So just like a TV, I'm not saying you're gonna use a TV to get people saved, but I just think it's a great tool, and asset to have in your church, some type of technology to say, hey, we're up to date. We're not to throw away tradition, but to say, hey, we're living in 2020. Let's stop having church like we were in 1960s or 70s. Good stuff. Because you know? yeah. whether so, you like it or not. Again, this response is for a leader, not not for. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. and that's that's the perfect response because um, the people that listen to this podcast mostly yes. are, are are our generation. You yes. Know, yeah. You know, young people, millennials, who we're are young. kind of. I'm, I'm young, brother. Well, this is just in case my mom <laughs> hops on. I'm just kidding. But but we're our generation is right now. We're stuck in the middle, right? Yeah, really. We're we're um, and and I remember just growing up here in my church, kind of 
and I, I would I would say maybe this is true for you. This is true for you. Um, I was a little uh, iconoclastic a little bit, you know, in, yeah. in the in the way that we not tore down tradition, but we said we, we questioned it. Like, why is this thing that we do? Mm-hmm. Why is this the way that we do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there not a newer way that we could do it without compromising right. the, 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 me- the, the message? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. Right. And we 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 kind of you know, started singing the, the newer songs, right? We, yeah. we started, you know, incorporating some some lights just to kind of give it a different feel, you know? Sure. Um, every generation responds to different things, right? And we're we're in the middle, so we have to we have to kind of uh, balance, yeah. okay, the 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 traditional aspects that maybe aren't so traditional, they're actually biblical, mm-hmm. um, and and a, a forward thinking model because I don't. I don't ever want to get to the point in my life where I'm like, the way that we used to do things right. is the right way, right? right. Your right. your way right. is just you're just, you know, you're you're, right. you're so far gone. I don't want to I don't want to get to that no, point, yeah, right? Of course. So I think that's there's a lot of value in that question like how do we how do we get there? You know, sure. how do what do we need to do um, to make sure that we are going to be able to minister effectively to the to the next generation? Yeah. while also not compromising, you know, the, the the, the fervor, the spiritual mm-hmm, fervor that mm-hmm. that we should have, yeah, right? For sure, that's good. So good. Yes, so that's good. correct. I think for me, just thinking through, uh, you know, you said, "Hey, we're right in the middle." The the older I get, the more I realize I'm I'm just getting older, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and I'm just realizing, okay, well, maybe I, I don't know about you know that one thing like TikTok videos or whatever. <laughs> that's probably old now, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started to realize that I don't need to keep up. You know, at my age, I don't need to keep up. I'm me. This is who I am. I've always been someone that thinks outside of the box. Mm-hmm. It might look different for me now. Yeah. But my goal is to reach out to Ricky, who's here, my nephew. He's incredibly talented in every way possible. Yes, yes. He's a couple years younger than me. And I always go to him, hey, Rick, what do you think? And he presents it in a different way. I say, okay. I always tell him, but let's just not lose the foundation. Yes, that's good. Present it however you want. Let's just be careful to not lose what we're doing and why we're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And then younger than him, we have other guys at the church as well. And we just always are asking them, so what do you think? No, that's whack, Abe. Oh, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought, the, I thought that filter was cool, you know? <laughs> They're like, no, that's actually whack. That looks like you're 80 years old, you know? Like, oh, man. nothing against 80-year-olds. We love you so much. But love for you. me, it's just, it's just been that. So it's just always listening, having an open ear, open heart, open mind to what they are experimenting. Because... They know what's next. Yeah. It's in front of them. They're right. brilliant. They're brilliant. Information age. Well, yeah. So. I mean, I can't force, I can't force my daughter to grow up with the same things that I grew up with. You know, right now I'm, I'm trying, um, I, I'm, I'm getting my, my daughters to watch uh, Rugrats right now and, and Hey Arnold. I, I grew Do up they on like those it? shows. They, they didn't at first. My daughter, my, my four year old didn't at first, but now she's like warming up to it. Okay. Oh, but, great. Which is cool. Which is cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching some of the old episodes that I used to watch when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching them with her, but I, I have to realize that she's not gonna like everything that I liked growing up. Right. She's gonna want to do things differently, and I can't, I can't force every show that I liked growing up. On her, right, mm-hmm. and, and so the same thing applies to to you know church the, the way that we've done things in the past. We That's can't so good. we can't force certain ways um, on them, right? Certain right. methods. I think if we present, you know, the the the, the biblical message, yeah, they're going to take that as as truth, and then they're going to present it in a way that is uncompromised, but it's, it's a way that is going to um, 
you know, reach the people in their in their generation. I love that. Right. So good. So good. Love that. Um, so let's see where am I at here? You're not hot, bro. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry. It's hot in here, man. And you're you're with that dope sweat. You know, I never it's, it's hard for me to sweat. I don't really sweat. Is it? Yeah. yeah. We had an event in my church and the AC went out. This guy was red, but he wasn't sweating, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Need some sweat. I don't, I don't know why. Like, like, I don't know. I've never sweated like that. I just started using, like, like strong deodorant. Oh, dang. Now that I got older, you know, my, my body's like, hey, dude, you, you need deodorant. Come on. You need some good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because of that, too. Like, I, I never really smell you. That know? dry fit, right? Oh, my wife's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You need so some good, sodium, man. bro. Yeah, exactly. you need some salt, man. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, what? What can I guess? Abe kind of asked this question, but yeah. You know what? What can we be doing now, um, so that we don't lose yeah. a generation? You know, and we we keep them passionate about the things of of God. You know, mm-hmm. um, because again, ten ten years from now, I think it's going to look a lot different than it does today. Right. Right. Before the tech boom in the 90s and early 2000s, um, you know, social progress moved a lot slowly than it does, a lot slower than it does today, right? Today, it seems like we're living in like doggy years, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm where sure. one year um, can, can be such a different looking year mm-hmm. than, than the one that passed. My great grandparents probably did a lot of the same things that their parents did. Right. Whereas our generation, there's there's a huge gap because of the technological boom, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so- My parents didn't prepare me for this, for technology. Yeah, yeah. They I, didn't. And, and, and they couldn't have because I guess they didn't, they exactly. really didn't know it was, it was coming. So there's a huge gap in the way that we, that, you know, the millennials did things from from, from the boomers just because of, of the, the digital age that we live in. Um, and so with technology continue, continuing to advance like it is um we don't i I have no idea what 10 years from now is going to look like you know and there's there's ai you know talk you know talks and and ai replacing jobs and stuff like i mean there's there's a whole bunch of things and then with streaming music to your brain directly to your brain and and then with all of this comes a whole bunch of conspiracy theories and it comes about you know a a lot of like oh the antichrist is is among us and yeah and his name is uh bill gates and and all these different things you know (laughs) and uh i i'm i'm like well maybe it's just maybe it's just this is what happens sure. in, in in the technological age. Mm-hmm. I think I think we can't live with we can't live arguing everything that comes out and calling it something that it isn't. Right. If it becomes that, at the end of the day, it was a heart posture. God, you knew my heart. When I bought an Apple MacBook, I didn't know the belief of Steve Jobs, but you knew my heart was to use this for your kingdom. Right, right, right. Like it, be, it's like that with everything, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there things that are scary that are questionable that you're saying, ah, I don't know if I can get a chip in my brain to yes. stream music straight to my brain. I don't know about that. Right, right. But right. I don't know if I'll say that in ten years. I, yes. If you would have told me about an iPhone, about streaming music, about whatever the case may be, credit you know? cards, man, credit that was a huge cards thing. Back when that's like out. what credit card, what nah, uh, finger cash, scan man. on the phone. Are you serious? You yeah, know, like yeah. So I think it's always a heart posture. As long as our, our heart is, God, you know I want to honor you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not bowing down to society, yeah. but I need this to further your kingdom. Yes. And your heart always has to come back to that. Yes. And I think that you know some people might disagree. That's just personally how I approach I everything. Uh, uh, I don't know yeah. the founder of Carhartt hoodie. I don't know if he is a Christian, if he's an atheist. But what I know is I'm wearing this hoodie because I'm about to be on this leading podcast, the best podcast ever. Let's go. Over. And uh, we're going to talk about God, you yeah. know? So I think just... 
thinking through that, always having an open mind and an open heart. What I was thinking about when you were talking was Erwin McManus. I think he's 57 years old. He leads a church called Mosaic, a community called Mosaic in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles. And he always talks about how it's a mentality. Mm. Youthfulness, being open to things is not a style. You can go to Zara. You can go to any store. That's probably an old store. Nobody knows that store. Uh, I don't know. You can go to any modern store and just buy something. And it's not, it won't make you youth, right? You can buy it. And then you look at 10 years from like, why did I buy those ugly shoes? Mm Because you were trying to keep up with the time. It wasn't a mentality. It was a physical appearance. So I think we have to focus more on our minds being open to next. Yes. Yesterday, we had a session we were recording at the church. And the kids are mostly 17, 16, 15, 14 years old. Most of the set was a worship set, which we, we consider that like a slower songs, right? Mm-hmm. Slower tunes. And I thought to myself, why aren't we doing praise stuff? And I asked him after and, hey, what's up with the fast song? What do you mean? This is, this is praise. What do you mean? This is. So for me and my mentality, you know, praise was up tempo. Yeah, yeah. It was a faster tune, yes. a little bit more arrangements, musically speaking. Mm-hmm. It got you excited. Yes. So I can't be upset at them. That's what they connect with. And that's what they're saying. Hey, let's do. I think their fastest song was like Raise a Hallelujah, which oh, is a wow. mid-tempo song, yeah, you wow. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that generation is kind of more melodic. Like they yeah. like more, you know, feel and yes. slower. I'm like, I got the victory. The, you know, that's what yeah, I want, yeah. you know? But I have to be okay with it. Days and I'm open Elijah. to it. Huh? The days of Elijah. Yeah, no, he's, uh, the, no that's mid tempo, bro. Uh, it is, it is, it is mid tempo. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, so, for yes. me, even now at 31, I have to be open to, okay, I'm not going to come against them, even though I can tell them, no, you guys need to do this faster up tempo song. I'm going to be open to it and accept it and say, this is how they want to approach. At the end of the day, the foundation is there. They're mm-hmm. worshiping God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's all we need to, you know, base everything off of. So, yeah. 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 I, I, want, I, want to th- I want to think that way. You know, I want to think. I want to I want to ask myself that anything that I would have a problem with is that just because of the way that I was raised or is it really because you know this goes against you know scripture and, mm-hmm. and sound doctrine. Right. Um I, I remember back in the day when I was when I was you know in in, in youth we had see, some rappers come to our church and and you know, my, my uh, Ryan, <laughs> the rappers in our day were kind of whack, though. Come on, oh. man. I'm, I'm, don't say names, okay. but I'm just saying hey, hey, hey. <laughs> they've gotten so much better. All right, but my grandpa, who was a fa- who was a pastor of the church that at that time, he wasn't saying um, we got to get these rappers out of here because they're whack. Okay, right? <laughs> he was he was saying let's get them out of here because rap is not of God. You know, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. and, and, and maybe I misinterpreted. Maybe they were whack. Yeah, I was in a metal band, and and oh man, you oh man, yeah, for yeah, sure. Man. Metal band, heck no, bro. That's 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 demonic, bro. You know. Yeah. So so I definitely got that. I mean, the only church that accepted it was my church, not because Dad let us do a song every month or something. Right. Yeah. But, I remember that. Yeah. But that was I very mean, ahead of the time again. You know, very like the music wasn't ahead, but you presenting it to our community was ahead. Sure. You know. Yes. And so well, obviously, we didn't get invited to church. We got invited to more secular clubs to play as a Christian mm-hmm. band than churches, no. and so well, and and that. I think our generation, for the most part, was a little bit more um, forward-thinking, a little yeah, bit more absolutely ahead of ahead of the times, and it 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 hurt. You know, it took we it, took the hits. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We oh, took yes. the criticism, and whoever allowed it, like the pastors at the time, like my dad, they who was took a pastor, the hits. They took the hit. Oh, yes, they yes, allowed yes. this. You know. Yeah, because I had long hair, and <laughs> yeah. dad took the hit for that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Thank you, Dad. And Thank so you. I don't want to get to that point where our generation is like, you know criticizing young people for doing 
just what they're going to do in their in their time. We can't be insecure about the gospel we're presenting. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like if the gospel is true, mm-hmm. if the gospel is relevant, if the gospel is going to save you, yes. let the gospel do the thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're preaching Jesus. He can save you. Mm-hmm. What you wear doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. It's not going to, it's heart. It's always your heart posture. Like I said, I always go back to that because it's how your heart is. So if the kid is saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to, obviously you can't go to the extreme, but I'm going to wear this. For example, my nephew, he says, hey, Abe, what do you think uh, about the number nine? I said, well, the number nine has a lot of biblical meaning to it. Let me tell you about the nine, the, the gifts, right? And mm-hmm. So there's a lot of nines in the Bible. And he says, well, there's a, there's a rapper that just passed away. And he is, uh, he's basically trying to redeem the 666. And he says his way of redeeming it is 999. So my nephew said, I just bought a hoodie and he showed it to me and it has the 999 on it. My old school self was like, why would you buy that hoodie, right? But then I started to think his heart is in the right place. I hear my nephew saying, hey, I love the fact of redeeming. I've never thought about that. He was kind of asking me about it. What is your opinion about redeeming things? Uh, because the number nine is good. I said, look, I don't know the rapper. I don't know his intention. Maybe he's mocking it. Yeah. But I know your heart. And if that's what you're saying and you're representing it in that way, buy it. It's a beautiful hoodie. I love it. It's so cool. You know, hopefully you never flip it. <laughs> but it just made me realize, again, being open to what they're saying. They're asking the right questions. Hey, this is a tight hoodie. Someone that's in culture is here. We can't be insecure about the gospel, going back to it. The gospel is Jesus saves, he can save you, mm-hmm. no matter what you're wearing, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. that's it for that's me. Very true. It's just always presenting it in that way and not being insecure about it. You right. want to try it a different yeah, absolutely. way. If everything goes back to Jesus, pointing it to Jesus, there's so many ways to Jesus, only one way to God, which is Jesus. So, yeah, again, it's really the heart. It really is the and heart. That's, yeah, that's that's what matters, you know, for, for, for the next generation. I mean, all generations, obviously. Right. Um, I, I do... You know, I do feel like the church is is, is going to look different. And I don't know, maybe, sure. maybe I know right now there are 100% virtual churches, which is weird to me. Like, I'm like how, right. how do you do that? That's, that's kind of weird. Like you, I feel you need the, you need that gathering. You need the assembly. That's what church yes. literally means. Yes. Ecclesia means assembly. So I don't know, maybe some churches move to like 90% virtual and then 10% you know, physical, yeah. whereas before it was like 90% physical and then, you know, gotcha. a, a little bit. Karen Neoff said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said like, it's, it's what did he say? It was a, it was a physical location with a uh, online presence. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be an online location with the physical presence. Mm-hmm. So like you're, or I, I think I switched it, but with, in essence, he's saying, you're like, you're saying it might be 10% gathering, but we're still going to need it. We're still going to need the gathering. Right. Are we going to go out and reach more people through, you know, online and the gospels change and that way we're able to present it virtually. More people are able to be members. You know, mm-hmm. there's probably missionaries that have always wanted to gather to your church, even, but they're in Costa Rica. Yeah. Now they yeah. get to be a member at your church. When they come into town, they gather with you. Mm-hmm. So all those things are going to be good. They're going to be for the better for sure. But yeah, it's definitely going to change. Like you said, I'm yeah. going to throw it like this too. Um, my mom was, you know, there's the, we have the traditional way of calling people at our church. And so my mom was calling some of the, you know, some of our elderly people. And um, to surprisingly say, it's kind of hard to see who actually comes in our drive-in services, but some of the elderly have not come, some of our faithful members, mm-hmm. because they don't know really, they don't know how to get YouTube. They don't have a Facebook. Yes. So there is still that, let's say, small group of people that, mm-hmm. you know, we still got to cater to as a church, but I think in general, 
I, me personally, as a pastor, I would never take away the physical aspect. If anything, Lord willing, all this dies down. If you want to have a really great experience visually other than your phone, come to the physical church to see that. And I'm just talking about the eyes. You still get the word. You'll still get awesome worship and everything like that. But it's just a... A hybrid. It's a it's a mixture of two. Yeah. It's a family of both. Carrie Shook yeah. says it like this: that church should be the best hour of somebody's week. Yeah. So what does that look like if they're going through maybe depression or going through some hurt, so maybe through something like very hard? You know, when you come to church, wow, I was mind blown yeah. today by today's message, visuals, and music. Yeah, and that goes back to you know the, the the conversation that we were having in the beginning, where you can't really replace you know the face to face. You, you right. can't really replace that. Um, there, there's so much there's so much convenience and efficiency that we can get you know with social media and and mm. zoom and you know facebook and i mean all of these things and i'm all for that i would never say let's get rid of these things to so that people you know we make them come to church i would never right. i would never say that right, right, right. um but yeah i i think there is that there is something special in being able to you know congregate or at, or at least at least have you know something like this have a have a dialogue where you're hanging yeah. out and you're you know drinking coffee eating something and you're just having a conversation about what with, it looks like with someone you know and what right now when you said you know the church should be the be- that should be your best hour of the week i just felt like the lord like kind of just whoever's listening to this really just leading them and telling them your best hour is coming mm-hmm. i know this time has been difficult and it's been you know i always talk about the battle and talk about how difficult it's been but victory is on the way yes. victory is coming for you if you're listening to this and saying my hour has not been the best hour you're you're the best hour is coming and i believe that god's going to do something through this we're going to have the best years of our lives yes we are you know through the battle years we're able to receive the victory that's right so all we're doing is just battling this out dialoguing talking through this saying how can we be better how can we be more effective and our kids are going to step into the best uh church we've ever seen it's going to be yes. it's going to be good and man. some of the biggest and best ministries have been birthed through stuff like this that's through, good you know some of the best songs ever written you yeah, know, this one song some that of the I, best businesses, some of the best. Oh, yes, yes, bro. Yes, like that song absolutely. that goes, I need you. Jesus. Yeah. That song. Yeah. Like, I just want to know, like, I don't think that guy was having the best day of his life mm-hmm. to say, I need, I'm sure this dude or whoever wrote it went through something. And I've always, that song right there, always like, man, I wonder what this person was <laughs> going through to create something like that. Yeah. To come to my rescue. Yeah. You don't, you don't need a rescue from somebody if everything's great. That's yeah. true. That's right. Good. So That's good. some That's of good. the best songs, some of the best ministries, some of the best churches, some of the best just creatives are going to come out of something like this. So yeah. Yeah. All things work together for good. That's it. Amen. I, I do have one question and I want to ask both of you guys, um, <clears throat> as someone who works a lot with, you know, Gen Zers. I, I, I read an article mm-hmm. um, from, it's really random, Kentucky Today. <laughs> but but they're a Christian publication based out of Kentucky, obviously. And the title was, um, it was Gen Z is spiritually illiterate and abandoning the church. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously you might not be able to speak on, on the broad uh, sense of that. But do you see that? Do you see any truth to any of that? Just within what you what you guys see? I mean, I I would just say I mean I didn't read the article the first time I hearing about it, but I would just define what church is. If you're talking about the building, are we talking about you know? I I I I mean I can't speak for everybody, but there is a group of of people that I'm assuming that would, if not already, abandon the church because they're not going to it anymore. 
Like there's some people, young people that I know that would come to our church when we would gather together. Even with our drive-ins, I don't see them with their families. Or I see their parents, but I don't see them. So I'm, there is some truth to that. I wouldn't say a majority of them are doing it. Um, what, what about on the, the spiritual illiteracy or, or the biblical the biblical illiteracy. biblical yeah, yeah. spiritual okay. is yeah, yeah. like the most spiritual <laughs> generation just not the right spiritual right right um i would disagree with that I, would you with with my kids i okay. mean i'm just you know anytime i do because you're the youth pastor bro i mean what do you what do you expect well with the youth pastor like you i mean you could share that I, there, but for me it's it's i disagree with that and i'll show you why in a little bit because I think, the information has helped them. Absolutely, I do agree that. I think I think they can't. If man, I can only speak from my point of view. Mm. I, I know our young movement, social media is there for those that follow us. That they can't get away from the word. I mean, it's there. Um, I'll, I'll, although I, I'll just I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know how to answer this question because Jesus said, "I will build my church." Yes. Not John Ryan, not Eliezer, not Abraham Guajardo. We're gonna die, mm -hmm. right, and the right. church is still gonna continue on. Right. Right. Will people leave? And it will yeah, people yes. left in the baby boomer generation. Yes. Yes. And and the articles are cool, and I I'm not being ignorant at all. Trust me, I really not. But I I'm gonna defend the gospel as much as I can. Right. And what I know is that we didn't build this church, so we don't have to sustain it. Right. right. Jesus is gonna sustain it. Will people approach that's, church differently? Yeah, sure. P are people gonna be more at home, like you said? Probably. Mm -hmm. The word is still gonna get in there. And uh, you know the statistics are good. All that's good. I just I'm gonna stand firm to Jesus. Church is gonna continue even after we're right. gone, and His work will be done on this earth. Yes, I believe I'll that. Finish it with that. A that's thousand. Good. I believe that a thousand percent. I guess I, I I guess I'm just not the right person to answer that. Um, for our church, I just know that we do our best to try to on social media presence to, to always have word word word, and our social media followings that you can't get away from it. If you if you're following us, you're gonna get it. Um, now whether somebody's doing that on their own time, I don't know. There's every reason to because I'm not going to church where they're inspiring me to read. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I think I just biblical that. illiteracy is very real because emotions are higher than biblical. Like That's biblical right. Standards. That's very true. Well, I don't feel that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I should be. If I should have integrity and not look at that. And there's a because lot of social culture pressure. Says, yeah, there's a lot of cultural pressure. Culture as well. says it's okay. Well, by the what, way, the person that is posting it is putting praying hands. I mean, yes, you know, it's like, yes, yes, yes. And I, I think um, part of that because there's another side of me that thinks apologetic side that there's a lot of atheists out there that do podcasts that dedicate their time in talking about how the bible is not an, a historical artifact it's just a fairy tale and so if you get somebody who's going away from church to adopt that into what they believe in then of course it, i mean yeah i don't find it to be true just because i before i was youth pastor and i was working at a shelter home and a lot of them were looking for something else, uh, mm. you know, because first of all, they were at a shelter home and they're like, there has to be more to life. My mm -hmm. parents left me, I'm by myself. But I always noticed that when I would share the gospel with them, that's why I got fired. I'm just kidding. I didn't get fired. No. no, but when I would share the gospel with them, they would say, I want to know more. And mm. they would read the Bible. And then my parents started inviting them to their church. So we had people that were, um, there's a religion, or not a religion, but a movement called Santa Muerte. Mm. It might be a religion. I don't know what they consider it. But they pray to holy death right, just because right. they live such a crazy life mm -hmm. that basically they pray to. I don't, you've probably seen it in trucks, like yes, the skull with yes. the thing. And, and they just pray to it saying, death, don't take me yet. Like, I yes, need to live yes. my life. 
And I started talking to them if they, you know, just regrouped and kind of just, you know, replaced that with Jesus. And a lot of them did. A lot of them are saying, ah, oh, I don't know. But what I'm saying is there's interest there and they're open yeah. to, oh, yes. to, to this. So I think it just depends on the people group for sure. That's yeah. for sure, yeah. 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 And I guess, I guess it's going to also, it's part of our responsibility, you know, just to make sure that we're teaching That's what, it. what is correct, you mm-hmm. know. Um, putting putting maybe the method aside, but obviously the the message the message never changes. Uh, so so good, man. Yeah, brother. Um, guys, this is a good this is a good conversation. I love this. I mean, I could I could I could keep going, but um, it's hot in here, and, and you guys are incredible. We gotta we gotta go. Yeah, I enjoyed but this. Thank you guys for for coming out. Um, both of y'all have already been on my podcast. You. Uh, with your with your dad mm-hmm. um and uh I, you know I, I appreciate that the insight there um mm-hmm. and abe you were the very first podcast with Come milton on. that that uh that we recorded awesome. and, and the second one so um really i'm a fan of what you guys are doing likewise, um, likewise and yeah. uh man blessings there's any way i could be a blessing to you guys y'all y'all let me know man, you guys man. need to come see man new my church bro it's it's getting the new uh update yeah it's looking good here it's a new muh yeah it's, about. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, that. it's so good man thank you for having us yeah. i think um you know you chose and you choose uh from what i see on a day-to-day basis on a month-to-month basis to still lead in one of the hardest times right. i mean i know you've seen this post but it's like no one has ever led through a pandemic yeah ever you no know one, yes. and it's like the conversation you're starting it i don't think we have the answers for everybody listening yeah. i don't think we're trying to portray that we have an answer because we're trying to figure it out yeah absolutely but we need to open our mouth to start the conversation yeah. and we'll figure it out but thank you for starting the conversation right. thank man. you thank you for that yeah, Thanks, thank you for having it thank, thank you for thinking of me yeah bro. i came to absolutely, this conversation man. yeah so. all right guys well we'll get out of here god bless y'all thank y'all deuce peace all right, that was my show with Abraham and Elazar. Again, I, I feel like this is a very, very uh, timely and relevant conversation that leaders need to really be having uh, today. And uh, you know, change is inevitable. It happened with us. It happened, at, you know, with 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 my generation as we grew up, as we uh, got older. We kind of resisted some some more of the the things that we felt like. Uh, weren't weren't as relevant to our generation perhaps weren't um, as effective in reaching us and and so we advocated for some certain things and the next generation is going to do the same thing so we have to prepare ourselves and um you know make sure that that whatever does happen happens smoothly uh but without any compromise to of course what's important the the, the gospel message so uh what do you guys think i'm i'm very i'm like legit um interested in hearing what you guys think as as far as this conversation goes do you think uh that the whole church model will kind of shift a little bit more kind of like what what it's been uh for for, you know several months of this year do you think you know you know it's pretty much going to stay the same i i don't know i'm i'm open to you know different uh different thoughts on this um i do think that this kind of kicked off that conversation as we look into the future but again i am interested in, in what you guys think so you guys can email me send me an email at john ryan at leadingpodcast.com and uh, let me know what you guys think i'm also gonna upload this um to social media so you guys feel free to chime in in the comments and uh you know just engage all right so anyways again if you like the show please go and leave a rating or review 
uh, right now. Like, do it, do it, unless you're driving. It, but but as soon as you stop driving and you pull over and you're safe, uh, leave a rating or review. Again, it would mean the world to me. So, all right, guys, I'm gonna get out of here. I will see y'all next time. Uh, God bless y'all.